Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Hey, 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 what's going on, Spurs Nation? I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Thank you for stopping by. This is Spurs Film Room Live. I'm Rob Trejo Jr. I'm your host. It is draft week this week. Shout out to all you guys watching right now on YouTube. Uh, please make sure to smash that like button. Subscribe as well. If you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do it. You're doing it right now. Support the show by hitting that like button. Channing Go Spurs Go. Uh, leave a comment. If you're live right now, what's up? Let me know what's going on. Uh, share this video and chant Go Spurs Go when you do. When you guys want to go above and beyond for this channel, for Spurs Film Room, uh, go ahead and check the link in the description below to the Patreon. You get giveaway entries or some merch discounts. You guys got a lot of good stuff going on over there at the Patreon. Shout out to Frenchie Betts, a uh, Patreon member right now. Um, all right, guys. So on today's episode, we're going to be going over my top four players on my draft board. Thursday is the draft, right? So I know there's a lot going on in the basketball world, in the Spurs world. Um, uh, DeMar DeRozan's been in headlines uh, lately. There's just been so much going on, but we're going to kind of put all that stuff aside. Team USA as well. You know, I'm sure you guys want to hear me talk about Team USA losing to France. France is a good team. If you saw my last episode, I told you France is always good. And right now we're not playing all that great. So um, I think Evan Fourier was correct by saying what he said, that we're beatable. Right now we are. That's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. But we can change that easily, quickly. We just got to do it. The players got to put it together. Everyone's got to start believing in themselves for Team USA. All right, that's all I'm saying about that, right? This episode is all about who I have at the top of my draft board come Thursday. Um, So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, shout out to the Spotify and Apple listeners right now. If you're listening to this post live, thank you for, for, for listening. Please scroll up, rate that podcast five stars. And uh, that really goes a long way to help the show here. All right, guys. I just want to also let you know that on Wednesday, our live show is going to be our 2021 mock draft 3.0. It's our final mock draft of this offseason. Obviously, the day after this will be the actual NBA draft. So it should be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Thank you guys for hanging out. Go Spurs go. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All righty, all right, Spurs Nation. Thank you again for stopping by. All right, here I am. There I am on the screen. All right, here we go. Today's going to be kind of cool. I got a couple different things going on. I got my presentation over here for you guys, right, on uh, that way, this way. Got my presentation here for you guys. I am actually going to be breaking down a little bit of film today. I know I haven't done a film room breakdown in a little while, so this is going to be a little bit of fun. Um, I'm not going to do a full comprehensive report 
on like a full scouting report. That's not what this is all about. Okay. I don't have the time to put together a full scouting report on these guys, on these players that I'm about to talk about, but there's plenty of videos out there uh, going over their pros and their cons of each one of these players. Now, my draft board is fixated around the idea of, of I like what their positive skills are, um, the, the signs that they're showing on the positive side, how they can influence the San Antonio's first team next year. All right, so let's go ahead and move forward in our presentation. The four players that we're going to be talking about today that I have finally left on my draft board, I've taken out a lot of players, like a lot of players that I really like, like Josh Giddy. Um, uh, Zaire Williams, right? He's another guy that's not on my final draft board. Um, you know, at 12, I'm pretty sure that one of these guys are going to be there. So we're going to be talking about Keon Johnson, Isaiah Jackson, Moses Moody, and Franz Wagner. These are the last guys that I have left that have made the cut. They've gone, you know, one of the big things with, uh, the San Antonio Spurs is, is fit, right? So, I'm going into my draft board not knowing anything about fit, not knowing how these guys did in the in the interviews, how um how that went, you know, well with it, you know, I'm sure they meet with RC and Pop and a lot of the Spurs brass. They go out to dinner and all stuff like that. So, you know, guys like Kai uh Kai Jones, right? Kai Jones is another one that's high on Spurs Nation's wish list. He's not making my cut um here today. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. The first guy we're going to talk about is Keon Johnson, freshman out of Tennessee. He's six foot five. Um, he averaged eleven point three points, three point five rebounds, two point five assists, and shot forty four point nine percent from the field. This is my number one guy on my board. Now I know what you're thinking is like Rob, a six five guard. Is that what we're drafting right now? You know, like we we have plenty of guards, and I agree we have plenty of guards. But let me tell you what, Keon Johnson might just be the best defender on the perimeter in this draft. Shout out to Sean Kelly. Thank you, my man, for the tip. Goes a long way to helping the show. Appreciate you, sir. All right, so what we're going to do right now, guys, is we're going to go ahead and look at a few um, clips of Keon Johnson and why I feel like he fits in good with the Spurs. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? All right, so here we go. Right here, we have Keon Johnson guarding ball. One of the things that he does best, probably better than anyone I've seen in the draft out of all these prospects that are here, he's he's the toughest defensively on the perimeter, and especially on ball. There's plenty of clips out here out there of him doing a great job on ball. This is just one of them. Um, when he gets beat, he's so um, laterally quick. And he's so smart with his movements that he can go ahead and give up a driving lane like this and recover enough to just go ahead and make a play with his athleticism, right? Like catch him right here, right? I'm going to go ahead and make this full screen for you guys. So catch him right here, right? Making this insane block after giving up a lane to the basket. Now that's something that I feel maybe a guy like Devin Vassell can do, um, Derek White, but that's about it. I mean, I would go as far as saying that um, Keon Johnson will come in day one ready to guard, just kind of like Devin Vassell did, right? So that was a clip of him guarding on the perimeter. Here we have another one. And what I like about this is that 
he's communicating with this big. He's going to be going underneath this screen here. He does a great job of keeping the space in front of him and cuts his guy off, stays low, and forces a tough shot here. See right here, he cut off the driving angle. That's great D, stays low, hand up, getting a little physical. Now, as this offensive player decides to bust this spin move, um, Keon doesn't give, out, uh, give up on the play, right? He beats him down a straight line using his lateral quickness right here, right? A little side shuffle, side shuffle, under control, hand up still to deflect the shot, forcing this really tough mid-range jumper, right? So those are two instances of Keon Johnson guarding on the perimeter. Now, I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but let me know in the chat. Um, a lot of Spurs players had trouble guarding on the perimeter, right? How many lanes to the basket did we give up and where we couldn't recover and make a play after someone was beat off the dribble? I feel like Keon Johnson is a guy who does not do that right off the bat. So here he starts on ball, right? This is a good sequence um, of Keon Johnson not losing his guy on this play. So he's on ball right here, puts a little bit of pressure, doesn't fall for the fake right here. Was able to fight over the screen, take away a lot of space. Now, immediately after this action, this is an NBA like defensive action right here. Immediately communicating here with the uh, with his other defender, staying with his guy, coming back over, denying the ball, denying him the whole time. Then when he gets a little tripped up here, he's fine. He's back on his guy, no problem. Not getting lost at all. Like. This is the type of defense, guys, that we need across the board. We see it from guys like Derek, a little bit of from guys like Keldon. Um, but to have this awareness on ball, off ball, communicate with the teammate, don't get slipped up, stays with this guy, denies ball again, right? This is just pesky, intense, good instincts, physical, ready to stick your nose in at defense, right? So Keon Johnson does that greatly. Um, now offensively that's defense, right? And it's always like defense first with San Antonio. And the reason why he's so high up on my board right now is because he's able to defend like that guys. I mean, like in the NBA, we all know it's, it's guard oriented, right? It's the, the rules are set up to make the guards in the NBA be able, like giving them opportunity to flourish, right? You need guys that can shut that stuff down. And it, sometimes it takes great one-on-one -on -one defenders, right? And so he's coming, he would come in day one, ready to go. Offensively, the main thing that stands out is his athleticism, right? Here's a clip of him just making a pass, cutting down the lane. The defender loses him, catches it in the paint. Just look at this launch pad right here. On this step right here, he's ready to launch and put this dude on a poster, right? Keon Johnson had the highest um vertical leap at the combine he ended up um shattering records actually at the combine right so he's super athletic right i mean check this out just off the catch can rise up and put a big man on the poster doesn't mess around he's an authoritative finisher you gotta love it all right now he's not just athletic in a half court off the catch here he is flying down the court in transition a little two-on-one action doesn't pull out doesn't hesitate keeps the pressure on finds his angle, finds a little room for him to slip between the defense. And there he is again, just flying, using that athleticism to the rim, right? So Keon Johnson is a high flyer, um, great off ball, right? Um, 
Here we have a play of Keon Johnson attacking off the dribble. Again, he's a great finisher at the rim. Doesn't need a lot of space to get through where he wants to go. Um, using his athleticism to go ahead and come to a jump stop. Nice, tough finish around the rim, around the bigs. Um, here's another uh, play of him in the corner, ready to catch. Right now, he's not a shooter. One of the cons to Keon Johnson is not, he doesn't have a deadly, you know, um, three-point stroke. His mid-range jumper is solid. His mechanics are good. But for the most part, you're going to see him do stuff like this early on in his career, which is catch, take one or two dribbles, and finish around uh, the, the basket, right? Again, here he's going to go ahead and cut off ball. Um, in the Spurs style of offense right now, where we're doing a lot of passing and cutting and backdoor actions and whatnot, um, it's good. He, I think he would fit in day one with this type of system. But again, look what he does on the finish. I mean, he's a 6'5 guy like DeJounte is, right? But he's so more explosive than, you know, I mean, he's he's just as explosive as Lonnie Walker, if not more. I think he's a little bit more athletic than Lonnie Walker, if that even, of that even you know, makes sense because Lonnie Walker is crazy athletic, but he's going to go right into the big here off the catch and just rise up and say, jump with me. And then he's going to go ahead and jam it. Right. He does stuff like that. I mean, this dude is just, he's a, he's a battery. He's an energizer bunny. Um, and he's just one of the best um, athletic dudes in this draft. If you ask me. All right, guys. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the next person on this list. And that's Isaiah Jackson, right when we come back. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. What is going on, Spurs Nation? Thank you for hanging out. Please, if you want to uh, support this channel, you're doing it right now. You're watching this video. That goes a long way. Hit that like button, the notification bell. Make sure you hit it so you can be notified when we go live on this channel, when we drop new content. Um, make sure to leave a comment and share this video. If you want to go above and beyond, go ahead and check out the Patreon link in the description below. Really appreciate you guys stopping by. All right. So just want to remind you again that on Wednesday, we are going to do our last mock draft of the off season. That's the 2021 mock draft 3.0. So make sure that you hit that notification bell. So you get notified when that goes live. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. There's a little bit of news that happened today, um, with Memphis and new Orleans, they're trading picks around. They're, they're moving some players. So that's going to affect the draft order. Um, New Orleans is, is uh, I'm sorry, Memphis is is moving up in the draft, right? So we'll talk all about that on Wednesday. So make sure to, to, uh, to hit that notification bell and like this video and subscribe. Make sure to subscribe, right? Go Spurs, go back to the big board. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All right, Spurs Nation in the comments. I see you guys out there. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, now, yes, Keon Johnson is probably the number one guy on my board, right? So if he is there at 12, I want the Spurs to take him. Now, I do have an idea for this draft. And if the Spurs were in any way able to acquire two top 15 picks, you know, if we can get one more pick, I would love the Spurs to take two guys in this draft. And the next guy that I'm going to talk about is someone that I haven't really talked about at all during this whole draft process. 
his name is some is someone's is someone that ha- has kind of come up lately uh, on my attention, right? And I've been seeing a lot of film on Isaiah. I might have spelled that wrong. Isaiah Jackson. Um, he's a freshman out of Kentucky, blue chipper, 6'10", 206. Uh, he had 8.4 uh, points per game, 6.6 rebounds, 54% shooting from the floor. All right, so let's go ahead and look at a little bit of film on Isaiah Jackson, and I'll let you guys know exactly why I like this kid so much. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All right, so I, Isaiah Jackson, bro, is is to me the best big man that I've seen so far in this draft. It's so funny how I, he didn't even really get on my radar until late. But when it comes to to other other bigs in this draft that we like, like Kai Jones, Alfreen Shangun, Usman Garuba, right? Other bigs like that, I would take Isaiah Jackson in a heartbeat. All right, so. We're going to start off by looking at the defensive side of the ball for Isaiah Jackson. All right, so first off, he's an unbelievable instinctive rim, rim protector, right? He doesn't need to always know where his guy is. He's very aware of what's happening on the floor, and he's just so long and athletic. You know, if I freeze it right here, you can see that this guy has no chance to get this shot off with Isaiah Jackson there in the middle and just swats that thing away now he's defending the rim on a whole other level um here's another clip you can see him on the top of your screen over here in uh the short corner guarding the guy in the corner right now the play is happening away from him now this little action right here little handoff gave a lot of trouble to this play here right and he's sitting over there in the corner um just watching but that's a wide open lane to the to the rim now, in the NBA, if an offensive guy got this handoff and had a runway like that to the basket, I mean, that dude's going to load up and jam it on you, right? So you need someone athletic to go up and, and block that. Now, I believe right here, he is playing the four spot, right? The guy that's setting the – that's um, guarding the, the guy with the ball right here is the five man. So he's over there off ball, recognizes that he, they need help, and is so athletic enough – Look, this guy is already off the floor heading to the rim, and here comes Isaiah Jackson on the backside and just meets him on the glass. Great block. Great instincts here and just swats that thing out of nowhere. Just just says, get out of here, right? So that's some great athleticism, instinctiveness, great off-ball awareness of what's happening on the floor. Um, Isaiah Jackson is, is a very, very smart defender. And this clip right here, I put it in here because you're going to see him here in the middle of your screen. I'm going to rewind it just a little bit so you can kind of see him take off. He covers so much ground on this play. The ball is getting inbounded. If you can, I don't know if you guys can see that, but the ball is getting inbounded, and it's a long inbound pass to someone who leaked out. Now, Isaiah Jackson is going to sprint the floor. Look, right here. That's where that's where that's how much ground Isaiah Jackson covered on that pass. On that inbounds pass, by the time that skip pass went all the way across the court, Isaiah Jackson is moving. He's not ball watching, he's not doing anything like that. He is sprinting down the floor. Now, if you look at him fly down the floor, this guy thinks he's got a wide open layup or a wide open dunk. And then out of nowhere comes Isaiah Jackson, says, No, sir, nothing easy, not today. Now that's raw athleticism. 
Now, I think that's that's a reason why we like Usman Garuba, right? Because he has crazy athleticism. He can board. He can bang. But, I mean, with the wingspan, the length, the athleticism that Isaiah Jackson puts together um, and how he uses it all on the defensive side of the ball is is pretty off the charts, guys. I mean, dude, he's he's a Kentucky guy. The last time we drafted a Kentucky guy that no one really knew about was Keldon Johnson. We all know how that, how that's turning out, right? So he's someone that really jumped up high on my board. Um, here's a little bit more of some instinctive awareness right here. He's guarding ball in the middle of the floor. He's got the headband on. Um, his player, the guy he's guarding is going to pass the ball. But look at on the cut, Isaiah doesn't go with him again he's very aware of what's happening on the floor and how he can put himself in an opportunity to affect the game right forgets about his cutter decides that you know what i need to go meet this guy at the rim um our perimeter player needed help got beat off the dribble right here so he's gonna go help and bail him out and again just swats that thing he's great with swatting with his left hand with his right hand unbelievable defender unbelievable defender Here's a here's an instance where he's going to show help. Now, sometimes in the NBA, if you show help and no one's helping you, that's going to be a basket, right? Like let's say that, you know, Lonnie Walker got beat off the dribble. I'm Jakob. I'm going to I'm going to go show help to cut off Yac- uh, Lonnie Walker's guy, but no one got my guy and then he just made a little dump off pass and then Jakob's, you know, Jakob's guy got an easy dunk, right? Helping the helper is what you call it on defense. This guy, Isaiah Jackson, is so athletic. If no one helps him out, like look at his guy just wide open down the baseline. Good cut, um, good pass right here. Doesn't matter. He's he's on the other side of the semicircle of the restricted area, but he's going to go ahead and leap from there, just drop step. You see this footwork right here? Guys, that's great defensive footwork from here because first off, he does his job by – clogging the paint and making sure that he takes away the wide open rim, the wide open lane to the basket. Right. So he stops ball, does his job. No one's there to help him out. He says, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to go ahead and rise up again and just swat this thing off the board. Right. So he can just easily just clean up a lot of mistakes that are created by the lack of defensive defense at the perimeter. Right. So, I mean, big, Big uh, storyline here. What is Rob looking at right now to draft? And it's defensive impact. Keon Johnson, best perimeter guard. I think that Isaiah Jackson might be the best defensive big man in this draft. Now, again, he's um he's 6'10, right? He's 6'10. So I don't know. He's he's this is a play where he's guarding the point guard. He got switched up on a screen. This is the point guard from Auburn. Again, another first round talent right here guarding him in the short corner. Look at him stay low. Look at him pick up his hand, takes away the shot, uses his length. I don't know if you guys can see that right now. It's kind of crappy um, quality right here. But as the point guard dribbles out in the corner, Isaiah Jackson is going to go ahead and close out and stay with him and not really give him too much pressure. You know, he's not afraid to go ahead and get close to the guard a lot of big men are kind of scared and they want to stay in front because they don't want to be put on a on a on a highlight reel right but he's not scared at all and that's because he's got this unbelievable length is able to cut off the first step that's great footwork guys from a guy his size to be able to move his feet like this stay in front of the point guard and defend without fouling 
and actually get a little piece of it. He got a little piece of it. There's some help defense there as well, but it wasn't a mismatch, in other words, man. He's quick enough. He's strong enough to guard smaller players. I, I think his IQ defensively is probably what's going to be underrated about this kid. All right, so all, that's defensively, right? So right now we just covered all the defense that I like about Isaiah Jackson. He's he's an unbelievable rim protector. He knows where to be on the floor off ball when he's in help, and he knows how to instinctively trust himself and know when it's a good time to leave his player to go help and when it's not. And um, it leads to a lot of defensive stops. I feel if he's on your floor, if he's on the floor with you guys, you're going to get a lot of defensive stops. All right, so offensively, though, guys, he's a monster. Let's look at him cut down the middle of the lane right here, a nice little dump-off pass. He is a elite finisher at the rim, all right? If he can catch the ball in the dunker spot, cutting down the lane, there's going to there's gonna be no stopping this guy, right? Here he is getting a steal first off, right? Just getting this nice block. I don't know if you can see it right here. Um, he got caught up on another guard, stayed in front, got the block, got his own steal, pushed the break. Good pass. Guys, he's an unbelievable alley-oop target, right? When was the last time we had a guy that we can say that about? That was in transition, right? We're going out on the break, and if he is running and flying with you guys on the break, like with guys like Lonnie Walker and 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 Derek White and, and guys like that, I mean, throw it up to the dude, right? Throw it up to him. That's in transition, but this is against a zone, right? We struggled so much this season against the zone. And um, when you put a good passer at the free throw line and an athletic dude in the short corner, which you're about to see right here, you're going to get a lot of this. It's going to turn and face, find a wide open big man. Just throw it up there. Just throw it up there and let him go get it right now. Kai Jones. I see a lot of, a lot of you guys in the, in the chat room talking about Kai Jones and, Kai Jones has a little bit more of a guard feel to the way he moves and plays on the floor. Isaiah Jackson's more of like a, I want to compare him a little bit to the Memphis kid from last year. That That's with my, oh, Precious Achua. He has a little bit of Precious Achua in him, but I think with way more upside, way more upside than Precious Achua, right? So, Here's a couple of plays of him um, going one-on-one -on -one with the big. There was a, a couple of times where I would find a bunch of clips on Kentucky looking to isolate him on one side of the floor. So it's not like he didn't have any game when they get, when they got him the ball in his stop, they got him the ball in his spots. He was able to do things like this. I mean, this number 23 guy is huge. Can you see that? Who does he play for Arkansas? Man, that dude's huge. Anyways, he's going to go ahead and take him off the dribble. One, two, nice little Euro step. And with the athletic finish off one foot in the middle of the lane, this guy is a finisher around, around the rim. Now, he's also a good passer. I put a couple of these clips in here to show you guys that he can also play at that free throw line against the zone. I like this look right here. This is what this play is showing. They look to get him the ball high. And he just automatically looks for the cutter back door, and we're getting an easy bucket, right? So he's a good passer. Here's another one of him finding wide open shooter not forcing the shot. And then here's another play right here, finding the cutter back door. Right? So um, there's a lot of versatility to his game, versatility to his game. Um, 
both offensively and defensively. I think he has crazy upside, crazy upside, man. So I would love to get this kid on our squad. All right, so we're going to take another quick little break. Then we get back, we're going to move on to the next player on the big board. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All right, guys. So just to recap, Number one on my big board is Keon Johnson. I just don't think you can have enough perimeter defense in the league today. You know, I think uh, every team out there is looking for that next offensive perimeter player, that next Trey Young, that next Luka Doncic. I think the Spurs are looking to get that next guy out there who's going to be the next best two-way player in the league, right? They want to get a guy who's already has the the defensive um tools right and then that they can teach offensive um game to down the road like Devin Vassell obviously is a great defender in college who knew he had all this game in his bag um Kawhi Leonard right great defender great rebounder in college we and then we molded his offensive game and I think that's a trend that you see with uh with the Spurs and how they draft um Luka Samanich was that upside play right they drafted that young 19 year old kid and they're going to groom him, mold him, let him develop. Um, but Keon Johnson is a guy that can end up being one of the better two-way perimeter players in the league in due time. I really do believe that. And then next we have the guy that we just talked about right now, Isaiah Jackson. Great, great finisher around the rim, elite finisher. Um, he can be an alley-oop target, but if you just find him open in the dunker spot, he's just going to catch that ball and start flying at the rim and put people on posters. Uh, elite help defender, unbelievable. Um, the, all the ground that he covers off of one drop step is just, it's just insane. Like, you know, Jakob is, he's kind of stiff, you know, he's, he's, he's a little, he doesn't really have that flexibility and that dynamic movement to him where he can cover a lot of ground and just make plays right. Defensively. Um, what I see Isaiah Jackson do on the floor automatically, I'm like the Spurs need that the Spurs need that big time. So if those of you guys that are, that are looking for size in the NBA draft, I don't think you should be looking for at Kai Jones. I don't think you should be looking at Usman Garuba and you definitely shouldn't be looking at offering Shangun unless you're looking for a big with um, like offensive upside, right? Like where you can actually give the ball to and let them work a little, a little Timmy Boris Diao, Tiago splitter esque, right? Where you can actually, you can, they can actually put, put a move on you on the block then maybe go to Alperin Shangun. But Isaiah Jackson, man, to me, fits the mold of what the Spurs need, how the Spurs play, and putting defensive first, defense first is not going to be a problem for Isaiah Jackson. All right, so Keon Johnson, Isaiah Jackson. Before we move on to the next player, please smash that like button if you're hanging out with us right now. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Draft is this Thursday. Should be a lot of fun. All right, subscribe to the channel as well. All right, guys, so next player, Moses Moody. Moses Moody ended up like being at the top of my board early on in this draft process, right? Back, back about two or three weeks ago when I started, you know, doing a lot of research into players, I, I fell in love with Moses Moody fast. I kind of compared him to a young Steven Jackson, um, who's athletic enough to play in the league, but doesn't really use his athleticism too much. Um, is very low to the ground, very smooth, um, great shooter, a dead eye shooter. You know what I'm saying? So um, Moses Moody is freshman out of Arkansas. 
uh, 6'6", 205. He has a seven-foot wingspan. That's the thing about Moses Moody that a lot of people love is his wingspan, and I'm and I'm right there with him, man. I love I love the length on his uh on his uh wingspan because it helps him so much get with his three-point shot. All right, sorry, I'm a little off right now. 16.8 points, 5.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, uh, 1.6 assists, 42.7 field goal percentage. All right, so let's go ahead and take a little bit look at uh, some film here on Moses Moody. If I can, here we go. All right. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All right, let's get this film room going here. The number one reason why Moses Moody is third on my big board is because I don't think there's anyone else in this draft who can catch and shoot like he does. And sure, Corey Crispert is a great shooter. There's a lot of other great shooters in this draft. But here's some clips of, of Moses Moody catching and shooting. All of these clips I'm about to show you are him catching and shooting. There's none of him creating his shot off the dribble Two, two, two in and outs and a step back. None of that, all right? He's solidly just going to catch and shoot. And let me tell you, how many times this season did we need a guy out there on the floor who every single time he caught the ball was looking just to let it fly? And it didn't matter how close defenders were in their in his face. He's going to knock him down. And the, the Spurs needed that, man. We were, we were driving to the rim kicking out to wide open guys on the three-point line. And what do they want to do? Put the ball on the floor, go right back to the rim. Nobody wanted to shoot the three. Nobody had confidence to shoot the three this year. And I think that Moses Moody would come in day one and automatically just start stretching the floor. So the one that we saw right here was off a little driving kick from, uh, from a pass right here. He's on the wing. He lets it fly, knocks it down. Defender flying right at him. This play right here, he's going to get the extra pass from uh, from the guy that's already cr- collapsed the defense. Look at him standing there at the three-point line, ready, hands ready to go, ready to catch this thing, in motion, nice and fluid, um, doesn't waste a lot of energy, and just lets it go. It's a beautiful stroke, man. It's a beautiful stroke. In transition, he's the same way. He's creeping around that three-point line. He has his hands ready. He's going to turn great mechanics on his footwork, great mechanics on his catch. You can tell his eyes are already looking straight at the rim, and then he lets that thing fly, cash money. So he's doing it in the half court. He's doing it in transition. Here's another one right here, defense. This is against a zone, right? So, man, another player that can help us against the zone, right, in a different way. Um, This is a 2-3 zone. They sent the cutter baseline. And the corner guy went with him, left Moses Moody wide open right here. Look at him, just wide open. He's just salivating at the mouth, man. When was the last time we had a guy that was like that? It was just waiting to get that three-pointer off, man. Davis Bertans, maybe. Um, Bryn Forbes, I don't, I'm not even too sure. But here he is. He's going to catch it nice and easy. He's a little bit slow on his shot, but let me tell you why. It's because nobody can block it. <laughs> it's because nobody can block it. He has that seven-foot wingspan, and he has guys flying at him. And it rarely affects his mechanics. Rarely. He knows this. He knows that he's got the wingspan to get his shot off over anybody that's flying at him. Cash money again. 
All right, so here we go again. This pass is going to come from the short corner right there, collapsing the defense. You see, this is against a man-to-man -man defense. A little ball movement. Oh, this is actually going to be to be over Cade Cunningham, number one pick in the draft. Actually, let me get this thing out of the way. So that's Cade Cun Cunningham, who's going to be flying and contesting. Look how look how close that contest is. I mean, he is right in his face. But look at that form. It's it's not bothered a single bit. That thing goes right through the hole. Right here we are. Um, now we're going to take a look at his his defense. All right, so I'm pause it right here. All of the offensive clips I showed you were were him catching and shooting. And I'm someone who has been saying all offseason that the Spurs don't need to address shooting through the draft. I've always felt like we need to go ahead and address um, uh, shooting through free agency. Let's go look for some free agents that are already known to be great shooters. But there's something about Steven, um, Steven Jackson. There's something about Moses Moody's play. Uh, and his wingspan and his physical tools and the smoothness of his shot that I would like to have him for a long time, right? I would like to mold Moses Moody into, into even more than this. And I, there is some clips out there. Like I said, this is not a full comprehensive scouting report, but there are a lot of clips out there of Moses Moody going to the rim and doing some more things on offense. But that's the best skill that I think he has that can transfer over to the Spurs. And let me tell you what, I, I don't, the reason why I want to address shooting and free agency is because it's it's very hard for a college athlete who's a great three-point shooter to – it's hard to guarantee that that's going to transfer over to the NBA. It really is. Um, the line's further away. You got more athletic players you know, guarding you and closing out to you and things like that. So just because you're a great shooter in college doesn't mean you're, you're going to be a great shooter in the NBA. But I actually believe that – that's the opposite here for Moses Moody, right? I think he's going to be a great shooter in the league. Now, this is him on defense guarding ball. How many players right now pull up from right here? Like Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard. A lot of these guys pull up from deep, right? They like to, to pull up from the logo. Well, Moses Moody right here, using that long wingspan, man, can make up some ground. He's standing right there at the top of the key. He sees the pull-up happen. All he does is stick out his arm and then go ahead and contest. But I'm telling you, that wingspan is a, is deadly, man, on both ends of the floor. Contest that three ball, and they're going the other way. Here's another defensive uh, play from Moses Moody contesting that three ball, right? This player thinks he's going to come up and just stop and pop in Moses Moody's face. As soon as he picks up that arm, a lot of that airspace is automatically gone again. A nice little tip on that three ball. So he's able to guard the three ball well, and he's able to shoot the three ball well. This is him guarding off the dribble, takes the nice bump without fouling, goes vertical straight up, gets a little tip on it as well. He's not really fast. He's not going to beat you with his speed. He's just going to beat you with his length and IQ, right? He might not be able to stay with you on your first step, but if he stays with you at all, as soon as he gets that wingspan up, he's going to make things very difficult, just like he is here. Um, fell for this little pump fake, but it goes straight up. Doesn't matter. Comes down. Just gets the stop. Causes a bad play and a turnover, right? Gets right back in the play. Doesn't give up. Bites over the screen. Again, not the fastest guy, 
But all he has to do is react a little bit quicker, a little bit smarter with his movements, and he's right back in the play to contest again. Right. So let's kind of rewind this one. It's actually a really great defensive play. Um, first off, does a great job contesting on top. One, boom. Stays in front, doesn't get beat off the dribble, takes away space, forces the drive under control, forces the pass, doesn't give up on the play. A lot of Spurs players, not a lot of Spurs players, I'm sorry. Some Spurs players will give up right here, right? If they're on defense, they just stop playing. Um, but Moses Moody sees that there's a loose ball out there, goes for it, doesn't get it, stays back with his with his guy, gets around the screen and contests this free throw line jumper. Great defensive series there from Moses Moody, right? So like I said before, man, his three-point shot to me is the most NBA-ready and I think most NBA um, transferable shot out of a lot of these guys in the draft, right? So it's the ability for him to play three and four, right? I see him being more of a wing. He's 6'6". He's not too tall, but like I said, he's got he's got a crazy wingspan and he plays on the perimeter. So he's going to be a wing guy. I see him being um, maybe the top top three um, in this draft at at three and D potential, right? Like Scotty Barnes can can be there, but Moses Moody, man, to me is is one of the guys that I think is going to have a long successful career in this league, and it's just because of the way he moves, his body movement when he when he catches a ball, when he shoots, he knows what's up. He's he's smart. He plays two or three steps ahead um, because he's not so athletic, so he plays kind of in front of everything and you can tell it transfers over he's got a great iq um on both sides of the ball all right so when we get right back we're gonna look at the last person here on my draft board hey isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta Thank you guys for hanging out. It is draft week. It's a big week here uh, for Spurs fans all over the world. Thank you guys for hanging out, Spurs Nation, my international amigos. If you're listening to this um, post live on Apple or Spotify, again, my podcast listeners, I got to give you guys a little bit more love. Thank you for listening to this show. Um, If you want to catch it live, go ahead and check out the YouTube uh, channel and make sure to hit that notification bell so you get notified when we go live on this channel and when we drop new clips and new content for you guys. Um, this is the first time that I've done like a film room in, in a little while, especially a live film room. Um, and that's, that's something that this channel is like built on, right? This channel is built on film room. So I really do want to do more of these for you guys in the season. Um, every, hopefully every Monday I can get on here and, and do a film room with y'all, but really that just depends on, on, on how everything goes with, you know, just, how the channel grows and everything. So it's, it's going great. I think we picked up like almost 200 subscribers over the last month. So I can't thank you guys enough for subscribing to this channel, smashing that like button, letting other Spurs fans find me as well. Because when you smash that like button, that's kind of what happens. You know, I get popped up a little bit more in there here and there on YouTube. So thank you guys so much. Check out the the link to the Patreon in the description below. Um, when you become a Patreon member, you go, you basically keep the lights on in this for this show, right? Um, Frenchie bets in the chat room. We have a couple other Patreon members out there. Um, but without you guys, this, this channel will be shut down, right? Like, you know, shows that you'll watch on TV, they get canceled and stuff without Patreon members. Uh, there's no way I can do this for you guys like all year round. And like, I want to right? like, so definitely when the season comes up, I would like to do more film breakdowns like this with you guys at least once a week. So, 
um, please check out that Patreon uh, link in the description below. Really go, really goes a long way. All right. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. All right. So let's get back to the draft board and uh, talk about the next player, last player on my list. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Okay. So we just talked about Moses Moody. If we're going to go for shooting, I would like for us to take Moses Moody to fill a couple needs, and that's just one. Recap, number one on my board, Keon Johnson. Number two, Isaiah Jackson. Number three, Moses Moody. And finally, number four, Franz Wagner. Now, I wasn't really too high on on Franz Wagner before. Um, I think he's going to take a little bit of development on the offensive side of the ball. But just kind of like the the rest of these guys in here, I think his defensive potential is through the charts. He's a sophomore from Michigan, 6'9", 220. He's from Berlin, Germany. Uh, This past season, he put up 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. Three assists and 47.7% shooting from the floor. So let's take a look at some of the the skills and traits that I see um, that puts him at number four on my draft board. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? All right. So I see uh, Frenchie saying that I would just put Franz in Luca's way. I think so. I, th- I think that Franz um, Wagner right now, he's a little, he's, he's probably just as old uh, as Luca, if not older uh, than Luca Samanich is. Right. And I think that these two guys are a little bit similar in their game, but they're also very different. And we're going to see why here in a second. So first off, first thing I want to talk about is how Franz Wagner is able to, or Wagner, Wag- I think it's Wagner or Wagner if it's pronounced correct correctly, um, the way he's able to guard the three-point line at 6'9", right, very long wingspan as well, 220s, is pretty versatile to me and puts him high up on my list, jumps over a lot of other guys like Josh Giddy, like Zaire Williams, because I don't think those guys are able to defend quite like this guy can. Here's a clip of him guarding on the perimeter. Um, this was... And that was this was during the tournament this year. He's not going to fall for any of the fakes. A little step back move. Now this is where a lot of um, this is where he's going to be guarding a lot in the NBA, and that's why this is so important to me. How these guys guard on the perimeter, and he does a great job staying low, staying wide, using his wingspan right here to cause a tough shot. Right here's another example. Guarding out on the perimeter. Look how far he is off the three point line. And if you're like, I mean, he would be a, a three, four, you know, with the Spurs, the way that he's able to stay out there on the perimeter and not require like immediate help uh, is just kind of amazing. He can just stick with it, stay with this guy. He actually gets the tip here on the smaller player, blocks his shot and says, let's go. Right here. We have another play of him guarding ball again, guarding that three point line, um, not falling for the step back using that that length of his to go ahead and contest, right? Again, he's probably a top five defender on the perimeter right now in, in my eyes in this draft. He's just he's just so fundamentally sound that he has all he has all the tools to be a great defender in this league. 
And um, here he is off the dribble, guarding off the dribble, doesn't fall for the shake, stays in front of him. Leaves his feet, probably shouldn't have left his feet here, but smart enough to get a hand on the ball without fouling. That's another defensive stop. And he says, let's go. Right here he is in the bottom of your screen, guarding number 11 in the corner. Um, wide open roller down the lane. Um, this is this is kind of like the sneaky athleticism that I'm talking about. He's able to go ahead and jump with this big guy and just swat that stuff, man. So he's very effective defensively, more than people give him credit for. Actually, they say defense is probably his is most like um is I don't know how to how to say this. This is a uh, it's his most transferable quality from college to basketball for him might be his defense. And y'all guys know how much Spurs like like that. Spurs, the Spurs team, the Spurs organization, they love defense first players. And he is a defensive first guy. This is in transition. You know, when he's getting caught on a one-on-one, he's not a liability. And this is kind of like where he and Luca kind of separate themselves in my eyes. Luca needed a lot of development in the, like on his defensive side of the floor. And that's because he was just young. So this guy is ready to go, use his length, defend the rim. Here's him. Uh, great off-ball awareness. Ball gets rotated. Um, the big guy is ceiling high to get this dump down. The corner guy, this guy should be there to offer help, but it's not. So Franz Wagner actually sees that, leaves a little bit early, and makes the block on the play. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that gets me excited and and um, really makes him stand out in my eyes, right? As he's able to defend at a high level with his wingspan and his height and do stuff like this. I mean, dude, like when when we're giving up, we, we need to protect the rim, guys. I'm looking at all these guys, like who can guard the perimeter and who can protect the rim and also have upside offensively. I'm not too worried about, about the offensive side of the floor. But but here's probably, you know, he wasn't that dynamic offensively, but he was a great catch and shoot player. Obviously, that's going to be probably one of his main roles in the NBA is how is he going to be able to stretch the floor? He did that pretty well for Michigan this year. That was uh, that shot that you just saw was off the catch. Here he is kind of just working a little bit of a pick and roll. Sees that the player is going underneath. He's like, all right, you're going to go underneath. I'm going to go ahead and stop and pop and then drain it, right? Very smart, very heady, very skilled, very fundamentally skilled. Here he is going to the rim. Um, I like this play here because it shows off his nice little Euro step. You can tell he has that in his bag right here, just get catching this ball. First off, slowing down, getting under control. One dribble, Euro step, finishes at the rim. So he's got some IQ to his offense in transition. He doesn't mess around on offense um, in a half court. This is also another very similar Luca trait. Uh, when Luca puts the ball on the floor on the perimeter, he's really he's he goes to the rim. He's got he maybe puts one move on you and goes to the rim. And Franz is like that too. If he's going to the rim, he's going. He's not there to mess around. He's catching. He's beating you off the dribble. He's using his length to get up and finish around the basket. He's a great passer underrated passer they get him thread the needle here on the pick and roll um he's he's able to do that quite big has a good relationship with his big man um maybe because his brother was also a big a big man his brother plays for the wizards i believe right now played for the lakers for a little while um so yeah so again so franz wagner is probably 
the last on my list, I, I, he's not number one or number two or number three, right? If you can see here, he's number four on my list. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if the Spurs selected him. I mean, a lot of a lot of draft boards have the Spurs looking at Franz Wagner at twelve, and let me tell you why: it's defense. It's defense. It's not because he's a sniper, because he's really not. He's not a, like a sniper three point shooter, but he has very solid mechanics. Um, but it's because he can guard and use his length and athleticism. And he has all these, you know, polished skills. He can shoot well. He's just not a great shooter. He can pass well, but you don't run the offense through him. Right. So he's kind of like a Swiss army knife that is still ready to get, still needing to get molded. And the Spurs will do that just fine. So, all right. So let's take a recap here. Final draft board of mine going into Thursday, excuse me, for the San Antonio Spurs. Number one, Keon Johnson. I think he's the best perimeter defender in the league. And and in today's NBA, um, you need guys that can guard the best shooters in the league, the ones that are running around and off screens, getting handoffs, dribble handoffs, um, giving it up, cutting back door. Like there's so much perimeter movement in the league these days um, that – I feel like what the Spurs are thinking would, would be like, okay, well, let, how do we guard that? How do we shut that down? How do we counter that? Not let's go out and be just like everybody else and just go and try to draft the best shooter in the draft. No, let's 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 get guys that have two-way potential. That's always the case, right? Like every time we draft, we draft two-way potential. Um, Keon Johnson is number one on that board. Number two is Isaiah Jackson. I think he he offers the exact same level of defensive potential as as Keon Johnson, just at a different position. Um, I can see him playing the four, the five. Uh, his, his shot isn't terrible either, um, but he's just so polished in all other areas of the floor, and his defense is going to be felt day one. Day one, he might go in there and, and just start turning heads. And if we can see this guy in silver and black next to guys like Devin Vassell, Lucas Samanich, Trey Jones, um, Derek White, and all these young guys – these, these young guys that we have, they're all like small dudes, right? So like we need someone who can really like just back them up and like just be like a beast on the floor and like kind of like a, an enforcer, if you will. But Isaiah Jackson's a little bit more than that, right? He has that same kind of two-way potential. And I think in the league, um, big men in the league right now, not all of them need to space the floor, um, but they, they do need to know how to score and make defensive pay defenses pay for like zone when they go zone and stuff like that. Isaiah Jackson has a lot of IQ to both sides of the floor. Um, third on my board is Moses Moody, right? He was number one on my board for a while. And that's because I was thinking offense first, but you guys gotta, you guys are with me, right? Like Spurs don't think offense first, right? They think defensive two way potential first um, fit um, culture wise. How, how does that fit out character wise and all that stuff? But Moses Moody to me is a guy that I would love to see play next to like DeJounte. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like DeJounte, Moses Moody, um, this guy, you know, all these guys that, that need a little bit more space going to the rim, they need to play with Moses Moody. They, they need a guy out there that they can kick it out to and he's just going to make you pay, right? He's going to make the defensive pay. So, so I like Moses Moody. He's number three on my board. Um, number four on my board, Franz Wagner. Jumped over Usman Garuba, jumped over um, uh, the the Duke kid Johnson. I'm not very high on him right now, but I was a little bit earlier. Over Zaire Williams, over Josh Giddy, 
over a lot of those guys, those guys have a lot of potential. Don't get me wrong, like a lot of potential. But there's something about what these four guys here, what they do on the defensive side of the ball first, um, it, it's something that the Spurs need. The Spurs need the way Keon Johnson guards on the perimeter. The Spurs need Isaiah Jackson and the way he guards the rim. The Spurs need a guy like Moses Moody who can use that wingspan at the three or four position and contest threes. Right, One of his best defensive qualities is contesting three-point shots. And then Franz Wagner is, a, a, is what is he, 6'6", six, six, right? Did I say that right? He's 6'9". Franz Wagner is 6'9", and can guard probably one through one through four, right? Can guard one through four with his length, his strength, his athleticism, his IQ, um, great wingspan as well, right? So defense is always kind of first in, in this final draft board. That was my approach. Um, I think that the Spurs will draft best fit, right? The fit will obviously be number one on their on their uh on their board and then upside potential and all that stuff. So if you guys agree or disagree with me, let me know in the chats below. I'm gonna go in and see what's up with you guys. Thank you for hanging out. See you guys in here. Um, please smash that like button, chant go Spurs go when you do. Really helps us out over here at Spurs Film Room. Check out the Patreon link in the description below. Um, again on Wednesday, we're gonna do our final mock draft 3.0 make sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we go live should be around 6 30 um i will adjust the order right i know memphis and and new orleans they're making some trades right now that are affecting the draft order we'll talk all about that and so things are going to get changed up how do y'all feel about about memphis just being like oh yeah we'll trade valentunas away after he just killed us in that playing game um valentunas raised his stock against Jakob Pertl, I'll tell you that. Um, so anyways, all right, guys, so that's my draft board. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed the film breakdown. I know the quality was a little eh, a little so-so, but um, thank you for hanging out there with me. During the season, I would like to get uh, at least some film during the season and, and do at least a breakdown with you guys at least once a week over our Spurs and kind of how they're doing and what I like and what I see on the floor and all that stuff. So um, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, go team USA, France, good win. They deserved it. They got us, but they're a top team in this tournament. Don't no, no mistaking. Don't, 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 don't question that France, Australia, uh, USA. Um, uh, th- those guys are, are up top right now. Those guys are on top of the, of the, uh, of this whole thing. Now, if the if USA does, if they lose to Iran, if USA loses to Iran and the Czech Republic, then, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to shut my mouth, and everybody can go off on the Spurs and Pop and everyone on Twitter if that happens, okay? But we at least got to make the tournament, um, and then we'll see what happens from there, and that's kind of when the real stuff starts. But um, anyway, so that's all I got to say about that. All right, guys, so go Spurs, go, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let me know if you like the show. Um, please check out the, um, the links in the description below. There's a lot of different ways you can help support the show by doing that. If you're a fan of this channel, we're still trying to, we're trying to grow every day and improve, you know, I'm trying to evolve for you guys as much as I can and give you guys the best stream that I can. So um, shout out to all the Patreon members out there. Uh, Frenchie bets. Uh, thank you for hanging out. Always, always solid to have you around um, wherever you are in the world. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. I got to get back to changing diapers and, and, uh, and making milk bottles and some and all that stuff for my for my three month old. So I'm gonna get back to that. My wife's probably like, "Hey, hurry up! I can hear. Hurry up!" No, my wife's the best, man. She she actually 
she helps me out with so much on this channel. You guys, you guys should go and give her a follow at Alma Linda Trejo if you ever want to. On Instagram, she's there. But make sure you follow us. Subscribe on YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spurs Film Room. Again, Patreon link in the description below. You're helping out the channel right now by watching. Like that, uh, like this video. Hit that notification bell. Leave a comment. Share the video. Thank you guys so much for checking this out. That is my final draft board. Can't wait to see if the Spurs actually select one of these four guys on Thursday. And if they do, I'm going to come on here and just be like, yes, I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Right. So, all right, guys. So go Spurs go. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday for our mock draft 3.0.